Hello guys, welcome to the House of Wonderlust podcast. I am so, so, so excited you're here. And today we are going to be chatting all about how solo traveling is transformative as fuck. So let's get into it. Welcome to the House of Wanderlust podcast. I'm your host, Meg McLean, life coach and live your best life BFF. We're chatting all things mindset, travel, freedom, and getting out of your comfort zone. Ready to level up your life? Let's go. It is a beautiful morning in sunny San Diego. I just did my morning routine and I'm feeling oh so good. If you guys don't have a morning routine, I would highly suggest you implement one, even just one little thing into your day. It's such a game changer. I typically do the same things and I actually made a TikTok about it recently. If you want to check it out this morning, I did meditation. I sage my room. I sage myself. I love the smell of sage. Oh my gosh, it's the best. And went on a quick walk to just get some morning movement. It's awesome to try to get outside within the first hour of waking up. I think it might be 15 minutes, but you know, that's kind of a stretch. So try for an hour. That's from Andrew Huberman, I believe. Now we're recording and I'm super excited about this episode because number one, it's really important to my life and I could talk blue in the face about it all day. And I talk a lot about it on my social media platforms. But number two, it's super relevant to my life right now in the next month where I'm moving to Bali. So The power of solo travel. Where the hell do I begin? (laughs) It's transformative, really. That's why it's called the solo travel is transformative as fuck episode. So I could go on and on. I know a lot of people when they're older, they regret not traveling when they were younger, when they had more capability to, because when we get older, it's definitely harder. I know for a fact, if I were to die, my number one regret would not be traveling just full time by myself. Or if I had someone else, great. But I think it's awesome to go by yourself because I don't know about you, but I feel like the experiences I have just open up a whole different world of opportunities versus sometimes when I'm with other people and I'm just fully myself. And it's amazing. I was actually talking to a friend, and I think I mentioned this in the first podcast episode, but I was just talking to her if I don't go do this and go travel now and go to Bali and kind of bounce around Southeast Asia. I'm going to regret it on my deathbed. She's like, no, no, no. You're going to regret it in like 10 years when you have a family and it's a little bit harder, but it's definitely still capable. Like I absolutely see myself traveling with a family and kids. Like it's not going to stop me. It's something that's ingrained. It's never going to go away. Traveling is a passion and I know it's a passion for so many other people too. If you, this is in general, not even just travel. If you don't have someone to go do something with, do it alone. It's okay. Don't let other people get in your way because you might be on your deathbed or wherever, not to get morbid, but you might be regretting not doing that thing because maybe no one would go with you or say you didn't have the money. There's never a perfect time. There's never a perfect time to do the things you want to do. So that's what I have to say about that. And I know travel is pretty high up there for people having regrets if they don't do something. I've been having this conversation with a lot of my girlfriends recently, and I'm 26. I guess getting up there around the age of getting married and having kids in the next few years. It's funny because a lot of women I feel like my age are starting to stress out about that. Or I'm friends with a lot of people like in the early 30s and People in San Diego, it's so funny. They're just kicking it. They're still 
partying, living their life and not even partying, but just like living their life, having a good time. And then back on the East Coast where I'm from, it's so common to settle down really early on and have kids, especially in the South. Like by the time you're 22, you're married and popping out babies. And it's funny because people think about that. It really hasn't hit me yet. I still feel like I'm not at that point yet about worrying. I am worrying about it now with travel (laughs) because I'm not sure how long I'll be gone. I'd like to go for at least like one year, two, maybe. I'm worried about not doing this now. My point is you can do solo travel whenever you want and you can get married whenever you want. You don't have to stress out about it. And then the kids factor, don't ask me. I don't know about that one. There is so much time and you can do it anytime you want. But if it's important to you to start traveling and living your life and experiencing solo and why it is transformative, you don't have to go abroad and do a big thing like I'm doing. Um, You can go to like a little coffee shop or just like the town next door, go on a hike in the state next door or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be a grand old big thing. It's amazing if it is like good for you, but also the little things count too, which I'll get into how you can start to get more comfortable with it because that's like the number one thing I get asked is how do you feel so comfortable solo traveling? What's the safety? Blah, blah, blah. So we'll get into that. I'll tell you a bit about my experience solo traveling and maybe that'll spark some inspiration for you, but I never imagined moving to California. That was like a big no-no for me. I wanted to stay on the East Coast For so long, I was so reserved to not really getting out of my comfort zone. And at the time, I'd say, when was my first abroad trip? It was 2017. I went to, no, 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 2016. Went to Aruba. I don't really count that. It's just, it was a resort trip kind of thing. And it was great. If you're listening, mom, it was great. (laughs) But I'd say my first ever real international trip was going on birthright in Israel because I am Jewish, if you didn't know that, fun fact. So I got to go for free to Israel for 10 days, and that was December 2017. And that was my first time really abroad, and I absolutely fell in love with it. And then throughout there, I would go to Europe a few times, and but this was all on group trips. It was never solo. I would say my first ever solo travel of any sorts was moving to Richmond, Virginia alone after college just because I didn't know anyone. I had a cousin there, but I didn't know anyone. Moving to a city by yourself is definitely solo travel. I'd consider it. You have to basically start your life over. You have to build up from the ground up. It's a really good experience. If you haven't done that, I would suggest even moving to a city next door or a state next door. Just, I think it is really important to like get out of your hometown. If you are listening, no shame, of course, We have different factors keeping us where we are. But if you have the ability, I would absolutely recommend that as a good stepping stone into getting familiar with a new place, yourself, all the things. After that, moving to San Diego really opened my eyes. I didn't think, again, I would move to California or the West Coast ever, which is not on my horizon until I did. And I think moving here really put me in the perspective of, It's okay to be alone and do things alone just because everything and everyone is so welcoming. And it really opened my eyes to what was possible for travel. And of course, being over here, we have easy access to Mexico. I've been so many times now. 
and also some amazing states, mountains, all the things. If you're an outdoorsy person, you have to go to the West Coast. It is unmatched. It's unmatched. And it's okay to do things alone here because people are just, they want to talk to you. It's really cool. While I've done so much domestic travel by myself, like there was one time, it was New Year's 2021, 2020, yeah, 2021. It was like the day before I woke up. I'm like, I want to go to Sedona. I didn't even ask anyone because I knew people were going to be hungover. It just wasn't, I didn't even think of anyone I wanted to really come with. I wanted it to be just more of a me thing. The day before I booked an Airbnb, had never been to Sedona. It was New Year's Day. I woke up and I drove like seven hours by myself. I spent the weekend in Sedona and was hiking everywhere. And it was the most beautiful, eye-opening trip to really just be like, wow, I did that. I feel like that was one of my first times doing outdoorsy things by myself. (laughs) I love to go on hikes by myself. I think it's a nice reflection of whatever's going on in your life and what you want to think about. I I can't stress it enough. If you're domestic, if you have some cool things you want to see nearby, go do it. From there, I've done a few international trips, mainly to Mexico by myself. And these are trips I've actually never done intentionally by myself. Like I've been with other people and I'd stay a few extra days by myself and they leave. That leads to what's coming up now for Bali. And it's funny because I had this limiting belief that I've been thinking about like moving to Bali for a really long time, but never took the jump because I thought I had to have more solo travel experiences by myself internationally. Just the prep and be ready, I guess, for what's to come because I didn't know what's to come. I'd say the longest I've been international by myself was a week. I've never even done you know, more than two weeks, honestly, being alone. So it's going to be a different change for sure. But that is such a limiting belief. And you can just go and do whatever you want when you want. You don't need to have this prerequisite of time. Do whatever you want. It's okay. Another limiting belief I had was that I needed to not have a full-time job and I can do my own thing because it's definitely hard with time zones to be working for someone else because you're expected to be on calls. You're expected to be present at different hours. And I don't have that problem anymore, thankfully, which is awesome. But still working on different time zones is hard. (laughs) And I think it is a sacrifice you have to make if you do want to travel abroad full time. There was uh, my last job. It was a marketing agency, but it was really valued that everyone travels like it's a big everyone traveled everywhere. And there were people working in Europe. And I remember one girl was also saying, like, I used to work in Asia at this job and it was a sacrifice for sure. It got old real quick with the time differences and everything. But if it's something you want to do, don't let that stop you. It doesn't have to be for a long period of time. It can be for a short period of time and it's an experience. So you can also take time off and it's okay to use your PTO. If you have unpaid, go ahead and do that. You know, it is important to live your life. I never let a job stop me from living my life, at least in the past. I know it's everyone has a different scenario, but if you can make it work, go at it and go do that solo travel. It really is nice to be able to balance both of them. In the past and even now, I am known for being the laptop queen. I will bring my laptop everywhere and, you know, experience the world and travel and also work, like work in the car, work wherever you can. 
There's a picture of me at the top of Yosemite, literally working, like trying to get service and checking in with a full-time job I had because that's how much I value experiencing and my time. (laughs) Granted, I am definitely talking more about remote work, absolutely, and traveling. But if you are able to take time off of your work, if you are in person to do some solo travel, do it, do it, do it, do it. Okay, here are some of my favorite reasons why I think solo travel is so transformative. It has changed my life. And it's kind of what I mentioned in the beginning where I feel like when I'm alone, I have so many more enriching experiences sometimes. But you, it's like with the people you meet. So you're not completely always alone. It's just sometimes there's cooler opportunities in the people you meet, like I mentioned, and what comes your way when you are alone. So you start alone, but then you end up making some really awesome connections. And these could be connections for life. These connections could change your life. And it's not that that doesn't happen when you're with someone else. I just think in my experience, sometimes it's happened a little bit more when I'm alone. If you don't resonate with that, that is totally okay. That is totally okay. And that's just from my perspective that that does happen occasionally. I think when you are traveling in general, also more for the solo traveling aspect and why it's so transformative is that I feel like it gives you a longer and more fuller life. And this is just going into the aspects of what you experience and the people you experience and the cultures you experience and uh, opening your eyes to the world and just seeing what is possible, especially when you're alone. I also think one of my favorite things, like favorite things in the whole world about solo travel is that you grow so much as a person. And I think that contributes to living a longer and fuller life. Like I mentioned, you grow in ways you've never grown before. And this comes from things that happen to you, I think. And also like the realizations and the downloads and the breakthroughs, whatever you want to call it, that come through while you're alone because you're, at least in the beginning, you're kind of forced to spend some time by yourself. It's a good time for self-reflection. And I kind of consider it like the eat, pray, love era, which I'm 100% about to enter into. And I'd say I'm in it right now is kind of finding yourself and having that cheesy little life awakening that you get when you solo travel. Another reason why I say it is really good for finding yourself is because you will be put in situations, whether good or bad, that you need to figure out. Sometimes solo travel is a little complicated. I'd say sometimes travel in general is complicated. You need to figure things out and be a little bit street smart. And this also opens your eyes again to the world and different cultures and how wherever you're at solo traveling, whether it is domestically or internationally, how you can see people operate differently, how you need to adjust to their customs and things like that. But for real, I think the number one reason, I take it back, not it's not the self-reflection, it definitely is, but I think the number one reason why solo traveling is so transformative is because it pushes you so far out of your comfort zone. I'd say it pushes you out of your comfort zone no matter how experienced you are. If you're in a new place that you've never been, you will be uncomfortable. I know so many travelers who literally solo travel is their brand, their job, they're like influencers, bloggers, where sometimes they're never always comfortable going to a new place by themselves. They always have that anxiety in the back of their head, but they're working with it. They're working with the fear, the anxiety and pushing through anyways to get out of their comfort zone and experience life. And if you're scared to solo travel, that's okay. That's where you start small. That's where you don't do the big jump and 
go move across the country <laughs> um, or the world. But, you know, just start small, whether that's my favorite thing is assigning people little kind of homework assignments to get out of their comfort zone. So whether that's going to a new coffee shop in town by yourself and going on a small hike, going to, I don't know, like what scares you, I guess, like what makes you nervous? Like, for example, I, I don't know why, but I was always so nervous to go to the movies alone and I really wanted to see Barbie, but all of my friends already saw Barbie like two weeks before because I was in Ireland and they literally had a Barbie party and everyone else already saw it that I could think of that I wanted to invite. So I went alone and it wasn't even scary. And the thing is, think of that one thing where you're like, oh gosh, I want to do that, but I really don't want to do it alone. I need someone to come with me and do that thing. I don't care, you know, how big or small that sounds contradictory to what I'm saying, but like at least work up to it. And the thing is, when you do those things and get out of your comfort zone, you slowly start to discover, oh, that wasn't even that bad. It really wasn't. And if it wasn't great, if you, you know, did have that anxiety or the fear and you really couldn't push past it, at least you got out of your comfort zone and you tried something new. So would you rather say like, oh, I'm too scared to do this thing? Or would you rather say, at least I tried? I had someone ask me the other day, what can I do alone here? Like on a Saturday, what can I do alone? I'm like, you could go to like a coffee shop and read a book. And she was like, no, I, I hate that. Like, I, I don't want to do that. But the thing is, if you're already reading, why don't you take it somewhere else? It could even be like the beach or I get if it's in a public setting and you're kind of like, eh, but that's exactly when you should do it. That's when you should try. And I know you've probably heard about it all across the board on social media, but a lot of people take them out on dates, like a lot of women. And it's like, date yourself. Come on. Um, like they'll get dressed up and go to a nice dinner by themselves. And it's definitely uncomfortable. Honestly, I don't even like doing this at times, but you got to eat, <laughs> especially if you're traveling abroad and, you know, you are alone. You got to eat. So you got to take yourself out to dinner. And sometimes it is uncomfortable, but it's not too bad once you like really think about it. People aren't even looking at you. People are not even judging you like they are in their own bubbles. And this is, goes for when you're solo traveling, when you're doing anything while you're solo traveling, like people are worried about themselves, not you. Another reason why I think solo traveling is so transformative, and I kind of mentioned this, is because it gives you the chance to be a little street smart because you will be put in situations, whether it is good or bad, where you do need to figure stuff out. Things aren't always perfect. Are things always perfect in your life right now where like just shitty things happen to you? Yeah, that, that happens. And that happens when you're traveling solo, of course. The reason why I think it is transformative is because you need to figure stuff out. And it gives you those lessons for things to avoid the next time, things to avoid in the future, things to change in the future, like what went right about that or what didn't. And I think it... I think a lot of people are afraid to solo travel because of safety, and I 100% get that. But this is where your street smart hat comes on, and you're not going to do things you wouldn't normally do. Like, you're not going to take things from strangers. You're not going to, like, just randomly be with a stranger. Like, you're going to get to know someone and, you know, trust your instincts. I think it really allows you to trust your intuition when you're solo traveling, of course, to kind of guide you in the right direction. And if you're solo traveling, and I think this is also a really good reason why I think it's transformative, 
if you're someone who is wanting to use their intuition a little bit more to guide them in life in general, this is a good opportunity. And sometimes we confuse our intuition with fear. But the reason and how we can tell if it's intuition or fear if you're in like a situation uh, for solo traveling or like something you want to do, even if you're just thinking about solo traveling in your body, it's like intuition or fear. I think intuition is when those body feelings come up and you, you literally feel it and it feels good. It feels light. It feels airy. It feels peaceful. But if the feelings of fear are coming up where it's really feeling tight and just uneasy, then don't take the jump. But I also think with intuition is when you're thinking about something constantly, that's your intuition telling you to go do something, whether that is to take the leap and do the solo travel or to do something while you are solo traveling. Trust it, because if it's coming up repeatedly for you, It's meant for you. There's a reason why that's coming up for you. And that's not woo-woo shit. It's just true. It's just true if you're listening to that and you're not spiritual of any sorts. But what's coming up for you, and like just think about this, whether it's (laughs) regarding no travel or anything, what's been coming up for you so many times where the thought doesn't go away, where you want to do something, it's meant for you. And here's an example for wanting to do the poll for solo traveling or just to go somewhere and you haven't taken the jump on it, but it's your intuition speaking to you. I have been thinking about moving to Bali for the past four years now, at least every other day. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, I just want to travel there. I want to move there. Just like you're thinking about it. You're thinking about it. And that is your intuition telling you to take the jump because it will be transformative. I promise you. I think solo traveling also gives you a nice perspective on money and living life to the fullest because a lot of people won't travel in general because of money and money comes and goes. It's meant to come and go. It's like the river analogy where it's meant to keep flowing. It's not meant to be hoarded onto. It's like if you have a dam, I always forget the full analogy, but if there's a dam and the water's not flowing, then how are you supposed to get any more money. Money is supposed to be flowing like a river. And that goes the same with spending your money for travel because I don't know about you, but I'd rather be living my life and experiencing and also just getting to know me even more with solo travel. There was a note that I woke up to when I was visiting my dad one year in Florida and he like printed out an article and the article was from a woman named Holly who was dying of cancer and she wrote this letter of what she wishes everyone knew about life before she passed and I think she ended up passing it was like number 13 (laughs) I don't know why I said that number but lucky number it was like number 13 my dad put a sticky note on the second page and it said you really inspire me with this and I just wanted to let you know that and the number bullet was spending money on experiences and making sure like that's a priority something like that I can find the actual note okay I pulled up the note and it's number 12 so I was close so it's not number 13 but it says use your money on experiences or at least don't miss out on experiences because you spent all your money on material shit and my dad said stuff like this makes me feel like you're doing things right I learned from you just to let you know so again if you are wanting to you know, travel in general, not just solo travel. But if you want to solo travel, if you want to go do something, but no one else wants to, don't let 
the money get in the way because it will come back. And I know it's such a common saying, but it truly will come back. But your experiences will not. So I know most people listening to this are young and, you know, live while you're young. We have such a short time here and, you know, things can always happen not to get morbid again, but things can always happen. If you want to go do something, why aren't you doing it? I know there's limiting beliefs coming up, but can you work through them? Can you experience life? Can you do something about it? I will say I am not the best with my money, but I do prioritize my experiences. That is really important to me because I know the money will come back. It absolutely will come back 1000%. So if you're ready to transform your life, if you've been thinking about solo travel for a really long time, don't let anyone get in the way. You don't need to wait on anyone. And even though it might be more fun, but if you know they're never going to take the jump, like they say, yeah, 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 I want to come with you. I want to do this trip. But they're making it wait forever and ever and ever. You can tell when people aren't serious about coming to something. Here's a little hack that I know within the language, like tone of language. When people start to get high pitch, when they're saying things like, yeah, or maybe they're lying. <laughs> They're lying. It's a no. Um, And this is in general. Like it's kind of a lying tactic when you have your voice high. Or if someone's like, how's your day? And they say, good. Like, no, they're lying. (laughs) So here, that's a life hack to just look out for. That's honestly why I started solo traveling because I can't rely on a lot of people to go do the things I want to do. I'm a really adventurous person. I like to live my life and I unfortunately, even when I was with my really close friends or my partners, like they never wanted to travel as much as I wanted to. So I would do things alone and I wouldn't feel bad about it. And that's definitely one of the main reasons why I started solo traveling because I didn't want anyone to get in my way. So I eventually just stopped asking people to join me on things and ended up finding my own adventures and my own love for travel and within myself. I can't think of a better way to cultivate more self-love than solo traveling. I'm getting so excited just chatting about all this and where I'm coming from with it. So if you really want to start solo traveling, this is your sign. I'm here to support you through it. If you have any questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram at it's Meg McLean about more about my experience or how I can help you start this transition for a solo travel trip, anything like that. That is all I have for you today. If this episode resonated with you in any way, shape or form, we would love for you to rate the podcast on Apple or Spotify, wherever you're listening. And also if this resonated with you too, feel free to share this on your Instagram and tag me at it's Meg McLean or share this episode with a friend if you think they would benefit from it in any way, shape or form if they want to start solo traveling. So again, thank you so much for being here. This means the world to me that you're listening in and I'll see you next time. Bye.